Welcome to the Rudo Love Podcast, a safe haven for eros, pleasure, curiosity, and challenging the status quo. I have been aching to talk about something. It's not going to be subtle, and possibly I won't be fair in my episode this week. But I am very okay with this. This brief episode is going to be about life coaches. And I want to be clear, this is a very troubling topic for me, and I likely know more than your fair share of coaches, and I really want to stress you may want to engage with me after this episode, and I welcome it. If you feel like I've missed something or blown something out of proportion or got it wrong, hit me up after listening. I sit here with you now and truly feel like there is something wrong. I don't know exactly how universally fair I can be, but I'll try. Let's start with what I remember, what I see. I remember the day I first came across the concept of a life coach. It was Oprah's fault. That magical, mystical woman. I thought, of course, she's the most powerful woman on TV. Yes, this makes sense. She would have the expendable income to have this amazing specialized help. I saw it as unique and Aquarian as she is. Oprah's coach, by the way, is Martha Beck, world-renowned, now a bestseller and highly trained in combination with um, highly nourishing to be around, so the great lady says. Next, I became aware of Tony Robbins, who, interestingly enough, has always felt really different than a coach, a life coach, but seems to be symbol for a shifting persona that's very prominent in the industry, a magnetic master of the power of influence, a hypnotic salesman whose main prowess lies in the inherent hype us humans can reach. So today in 2023, I'm sitting here surrounded by life coaches, a market that grows year after year, doubling in fact over COVID. I don't know if it's the lure of money, because on average, the starting wages are quite low, approximately 40K in the starting years. What, what I see in a life coach is a service that is targeted to high-functioning people, a soaring wing buddy to hone and refine the unpolished, the yet-to-be-harvested abundance lying just beneath our glimmering surface layer. Uncover potential, through a goal-oriented mentorship, which is certainly a very delicious concept. So what makes me so troubled? A gritty stone sits in my gut. I have a knowing, and from keen observation, a knowing that a lack of safety caverns before us, a, a lack of responsibility framework, and unethical dealings are going down and affecting a great many people. Can I toss in the word predatory yet? (laughs) Perhaps I'll just start with the objective truth. Life coaches is a career path, a servant adjacent to advisors and therapists, and yet life coaching has no regulatory body, no checks and balances or financial regulation. Having said that, we know largely these frameworks were designed to support the success and influence of some, but certainly not most. Equity is not found in most laws and systems. Most systems are pitted against large swaths of folks. So why do I care about regulatory bodies when so much of our systems and governance adversely affect so many? Because 
Regulation is the method that holds ill actors to account because a network or council of people looking into the ethics of human service is and can be protective and boundaries, my friends. The lack of clear ethical boundaries are rampant in the coaching world. So if coaching is an entirely unregulated industry, again, no oversight boards, no standard curricula, no codes of ethics, then a very easy out to any complaint of poor service is that coach can simply say, it's your negative thinking patterns that are the problem, not our services. And who better to help you with your negative thoughts than a therapist? Where does the line get drawn between a coach and a therapist? Well, a therapist can diagnose mental, emotional, behavioral issues and prescribe solutions to healing or managing. This is what a therapist trains to do. Coaching curriculum, if they train in this at all, may not cover the nuance of identifying negative thoughts. So how could a coach suggest such things? And how foggy and slippery are the boundaries between client and caregiver? Coaches with no formal training in, say, psychology, neuroscience, management for conflict resolution, well, how are they to handle the ruptures and upheavals that seem to be fleshed out in so many coaching tactics? As if the Victorian bloodletting trope has a new face. If you are experiencing immense discomfort, you may very well be close to a breakthrough. But does your coach have your safety well handled? I can tell you I have heard firsthand a slew of travesties that suggest maybe not. So, we know a coach is not a therapist, and I am a huge fan of therapeutic practitioners and behavioral science in general, and I can spot a poser a mile away. So I'll get on to some red flags if you're on the hunt for a coach, despite my evocatively negative overview. <laughs> I spoke to high-functioning people and in a world where high-functioning individuals, to me, means well-acquainted with therapeutic practices, strong financial standing, proximity to an abundance of love and other resources, are many people ready for life coaching? Or are most devotees and budding life coaches picking up pieces of a society that needs more therapy than life advice? And. How much does the stigma of therapy, or as something that's broken, run well, versus coaching, which is productivity and advancement, play into the imbalance of the two roles? I know of a life coach who is trained in sensory motor psychotherapy and somatic experiencing. She's a passionate nervous system regulation advocate and speaks to the needs of true therapeutic handovers when a client shows signs of nervous system stress or reactions. She's a rare one out there. And I urge you to pay attention to those red flags. A life coach that does not assess you with your well-being in mind. Are you showing signs of financial strain? Do they ignore this? Are, is there an abundance of avoidance of hygiene? Blurred lines? where one minute your coach is your intimate bestie witnessing you in your every fluctuation, holding your hand through the tears and then jumping right back into the program, the curriculum, or worse, still do they 
have onboarding that speaks to safe handovers? Or is there nothing? Is there any mention of mental health professionals? Red flags are raised for me when they talk about financial distress as a lack mentality mindset instead of handling your needs with sliding scales based on your current economic standing or in fact tell you you are not ready. Do they hold no qualifications outside of their self-reported deep magic and lived experience? Just as body workers must be trained in anatomy even though many are not. And lastly, does this life coach have the capacity to discuss racism, culture, ethnicity, justice, equity, poverty, well-being? Because a coach without social awareness is like a swimming teacher who won't get in the water with you. <laughs> I end with a caveat that I do not distrust all coaches. I simply require the gravitas and content and discernment and accountability of any other elite service. And I have truly seen some amazing services out there, coaching and mentorship programs designed intentionally and native to the industry it serves with equity and accessibility in mind. I can't tell you how many high performance experts I've come across. And the one thing I've seen in commonality is a background that gives me confidence in their knowingness on the matter. So buyer beware and coaches come at me <laughs> and dear listener get thee to a therapy practice for practitioner before you go get thee to a coach <laughs> for anyone needing more my wormhole of resources and recommendations I'd gladly share with you but for now <sighs> I feel lighter and better having shared that with y'all today and there will be more uh, expansive and interactive chats ahead. Matewa, till we see each other again. <laughs>